Hare Krishna. Welcome to Kalachanjis. So we will start our Srimad Bhagavatam class with Jay Radha Madhav. Jay Radha Madhava Punjavihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Vihari Jaya Gopijana Vallabha Girivaradhari Jaya Gopi Jana Vallabha Girivaradhari Jaya Yashodanandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashodanandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashodanandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashodana Dana Brajajana Ranjana Yamunati Ravanachari Yamunati Ravanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Unjavihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjavihari Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.
Ojaya Prabhu Pada Jaya Prabhu Pada Jaya Prabhu Pada Jaya Prabhu Pada Ojaya Guru Deva Jaya Guru Deva Jaya Guru Deva Jaya Guru Deva Jaya Vishnupad Paramahamsa Paribraja Kacharya Stotara Satoshi Shimat ऐसी भक्ति वेदांता स्वामी श्री प्रपाद की जय जय ओम विष्णुपाद परमहंस परिव्राज कचार्य स्तोत्र सतर श्री श्रीमद भक्ति सिद्धांत सरस्वती ठाकुर की जय अनंत कोटि वैष्णव वृंद की जय नामाचार्य श्री हरिदास ठाकुर की जय प्रेम से कहो श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधर श्रीवास आदि श्री गौर भक्त वृंद की जय श्री श्री राधा कृष्ण गोप गोपीनाथ श्याम कुंड राधा कुंड गिरी गोवर्धन की जय वृंदावन धाम की जय मायपुर नवद्वीप धाम की जय जगन्नाथपुरी धाम की जय गंगा मैया यमुना मैया की जय तुलसी देवी भक्ति देवी की जय समस्त भक्त वृंद की जय गौर प्रेमानंदे ऑल ग्लोरीज टू असेंबल्ड डिवोटीज ऑल ग्लोरीज टू असेंबल्ड डिवोटीज ऑल ग्लोरीज टू असेंबल्ड डिवोटीज ऑल ग्लोरीज ऑल ग्लोरीज टू श्री गुरु एंड श्री गौरांगा ऑल ग्लोरीज टू श्री लप्रोपाल Amao Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Srimati Vaisheshikadas Adhikari Tinamini Nama Praharsha Shilaya Prabhupada Anasarani Anindhitar Deitasme Shastra Bhajana Chodhani Amao Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Srimati Bhaktivedanta Swami Tinamini Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pacharani Nirvishesha Shunivadi Paschati Deshatarani Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we are continuing our reading from Canto 1. Chapter 2, which is titled Divinity and Divine Service, text number 33. Okay. Ashao Gunamayir Bhaver Bhuta Sukshmendriya Atma Bhi Bhuta Sukshmendriya Atma Bhi Swa Nirmetshu Nirvisto Swa Swa Nirmiteshu Nirvisto Bhungte Bhuteshu Tatgunan Bhungte Bhuteshu Tatgunan Ashao Gunamair Bhaver Bhuta Sukshmendriyatma Bhi Svanirmeteshu Nirvishto Bhungte bhute shutat gunan Asao gunamayir bhaver Bhuta sukshmendriyatma bhi Svanir miteshu nirvishto Bhungte bhute shutat gunan We like to repeat. 
अशौगुणमेर्भावेर भूता सुक्ष्मेंद्रियात्म भी स्वनिर्मितेशु निर्विष्टो भुंगते भूतेशु तत्कुणान अशौगुणमेर्भावेर भूते सुक्ष्मेंद्रियात्म भी स्वनिर्मितेशु निर्विष्टो भुंगते भूते शुतात कुणान असाओ गुणमेर भावेर भूता सुक्ष्मेंद्रियात्म भी स्वनिर्मितेशु निर्विष्टो भुंगते भूतेशु तद्गुणान सो नाउ वी आर गोइंग टू डू वर्ड वर्ड फॉर वर्ड is this your first shrimad bhagavatam class okay so we're reading from this book it's called the shrimad bhagavatam and this is the nectarian fruit of all the vedas so there there are four vedas and in this lifetime we don't have the time to read from you know to complete all the vedas so you know very compassionately there was um, vyasa who actually compiled the summary of all the vedas which is the shrimad bhagavatam and we are reading from that book and shrimad bhagavatam is krishna himself and there are 12 cantos of the shrimad bhagavatam and each canto is actually a part of krishna's body so the first two cantos are considered the feet of krishna three and four are the thighs and so on all the way to the to the head so we are actually reading from the first canto we finished the 12 and we are restarting from first we are right now on the second chapter and we usually do a verse we do the translation and the purport and then we do some discussion whatever reflections you have or any questions so translation of this verse is the super soul enters into the bodies of the created beings who are influenced by the modes of material nature and causes them to enjoy the effects of these modes by the subtle mind please repeat after me the super soul enters into the bodies of the created beings who are influenced by the modes of material nature and causes them to enjoy the effects of these modes by the subtle mind purport there are 8.4 billion species of living beings beginning from the highest intellectual being brahma down to the insignificant ant and all of them are enjoying the material world according to the desires of the subtle mind and gross material body the gross material body is based on the conditions of the subtle mind and the senses are created according to the desire of the living being the lord as paramatma helps the living being to get material happiness because the living being is helpless in all respects in obtaining what he desires he proposes and the lord disposes in other sense the living beings are parts and parcel of the lord they are therefore one with the lord in the bhagavad gita the living beings in all varieties of bodies have been claimed by the lord as his sons the sufferings and enjoyments of the sons are indirectly the sufferings and enjoyments of the father still the father is not in any way affected directly by the suffering and enjoyment of the sons he is so kind that he constantly remains with the living being as paramatma 
and tries and always tries to convert the living being towards the real happiness. So before we start, let us all try to say these prayers together. And Sakshi Prabhu, if you can give everyone a copy of this, please. So these are called the Mangala Charan prayers. And this is to invoke auspiciousness before we start going deeper. Okay. Alright, so we'll all try to sing this together. Om Jnanati Mirandasya Jnananjana Shalakhaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Guruve Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahiyam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Uta Padakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahakarna Raghunatham Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahakarna Lalita Shri Vishakham Vitamscha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Srimati Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Itinamine Nama Varshabhavana Devi Daita Kripa Badhyaye Krishna Sambandha Vigyana Daine Prabhave Namaha Madhuryo Jvala Premadhya Shri Rupanuga Bhaktida Shri Gaura Karuna Shakti Vigrahaya Namostute Namaste Gauravani Shri Murtaye Dinatarine Rupanoga Virudhapa Siddhanta Dvantaharine Namo Gaurakishoraya Sakshat Vairagya Murtaye Virpralambhara Sambodhe Padambhojate Namaha Namo Bhakti Vinodaya Satchidananda Namine Gaura Shakti Sarupaya Rupanuga Varayate Gaura Vira Bhavasostvam Nirdeshta Sajjana Priya Vaishnava Sarvabhomai Shri Jagannathayate Namaha Vancha Kalpatarupyascha Kripa Sindhupyayevacha Patitanam Pavnebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Namo Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prema Pradayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namne Gauratvishe Namaha Panchatatvakam Krishnam Krishnam Bhakta Rupa Swarupakam Bhaktavataram Bhaktakyam Namami Bhakta Shaktikam He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Jayatam Surutor Pangor Mama Mandair Matirgati Matsarvasya Padam Bhojo Radha Madana Mohano Divyat Vrindaranya Kalpatrumada Srimad Ratnagara Simhasanastu Srimad Radha Srila Govinda Devo Prishthalibhi Sevyamanos Marami Sriman Rasarasarambhi Vamsi Vata Tathastita Karshan Venus Vanir Gopir Gopinatha Shriestuna Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari 
वृषभानु सुते देवी प्रणमामी हरि प्रिये वृंदायाय तुलसी देव्याय प्रियायाय केशवस्य च विष्णु भक्ति प्रते देवी सत्यवताय नमो नमः श्री नरसिंहा जय नरसिंहा जय जय नरसिंहा प्रलाद देशा जय पद्मा मुखा पद्मभृंगा यदा यदा ही धर्मस्य ग्लानिर भवति भारत अभ्युत्थानाम धर्मस्य तदात्मानं श्रीजाम्यहं परित्राणाय साधूनां विनाशाय च दुष्कृतां धर्मसंस्थापनार्थाय संभवामि युगे युगे मनमना भव मद्भक्तो मद्याजी माम नमस्कुरु मामेवश्यासी युक्वेवं आत्मानं मत्परायनः सर्वधर्मान परित्याच मामेकं शरणं व्रज अहम् त्वम् सर्वपापेभ्यो मोक्षीयाश्रामी मासुचा शुश्रुशो श्रद्धनस्सस्य वासुदेवा कथारुचि शनमहत्सेवया विप्रा पुण्यातीर्था निशेवना श्रवणम् शम कृष्णा पुण्याश्रवणम् कीर्तना रदयंतस्तो हि अभद्राणी विधोनोति शुद्धसतम् नष्टप्रायेशु अभद्रेशु नित्यम् भागवत सेवया भगवती उत्तमाश्लोके भक्तिर भवती नाइष्टकी तदा राजस्तमो भाव कामालोबादयस्चये चेतायतेर अनाविधम् सितम् सत्वे प्रसीदती एवं प्रसनो मनसो भगवत् भक्ति योगता भगवत् तत्व विज्ञानम् मुक्ता संगस्य जायते विद्यतीर दये ग्रंथेस चित्यंति सर्व समशया शियंति चाया कर्माणि दृष्टाय वात्मनीश्वरे माली हना करे से बीजारोपना श्रवणा कीर्तना जले कार्ये सेचना ताहन विस्तारिता हाना पले प्रेमा फला यहाँ माली सेचे नित्या श्रवणादि जला वैराग्य विद्यनिज भक्ति योगा शिक्षार्थमेका पुरुषा पुराना श्री कृष्ण चैतन्या श्रीरधारी कृपां बुद्धिर्यस्तम अहम् प्रपत्ये कालनष्टम भक्ति योगम निजया प्रादुष्कार्तुम कृष्ण चैतन्य नामा आविर्भूतस्तस्या पतारविंदे गादम गादम लियताम चित्तभ्रिंगा जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्या प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैता कदाधार श्रीवासादि काऊर भक्तविंदा हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे असौ गुणमयीर भावेर भूता सूक्ष्मेन्द्रियात्मा भी स्वनिर्मितेशु निर्विष्टो भुंगते भूतेशु तद्गुणान translation again is the super soul enters into the bodies of the created beings who are influenced by the modes of material nature and causes them to enjoy the effects of these modes by the subtle mind. So, this is a very, very important verse for us. This whole chapter is actually very important, very nice verses. The only aim of the human form of life is pure devotional service to Krishna. And the human form of life is considered to be one of the most dearest form to Krishna. And many of the different uh, demigods, you know, in the heaven, they're actually praying that we should actually get the human form of life. Because only when you're in the human form of life on this material earth is when you can actually make your lifetime perfect and realize what is the aim of life. You know, we're all going through these motions every day. You know, we have such a mechanical life. And sometimes we get caught up, you know. If we look around, you know, we're taking care of our body, we're taking care of our life, we're, you know, we're taking care of our house, our children, our relatives. It can consume us. It can consume us for 
for an hour. It can consume us for a day, a week, a month, life, lifetimes, right? And all of this is, it feels like it's very consequential, but it's not. Because the most important thing which is of importance is our service to Krishna. Understanding what is the human purpose of life. So yesterday, His Holiness Giriraj Maharaj, he was giving a very nice class and he shared that, you know, we are similar to animals. What do animals do? Animals do four things, which is eating, sleeping, mating, and defending. And right now, when we are consumed our life with just these four things, we are no better than an animal. We are just a polished animal. They are walking about on their four legs, and we are walking about on our four wheels. Right? So, Krishna says that we have different senses, and all these senses should actually be used in the service of Krishna. And a very good example is Maharaj Ambrish. He was, so there are 12 great personalities called the Mahajans, and one of them is Maharaj Ambrish. And Ambrish, Maharaj Ambrish, he used each sense in the service of Krishna. You know, many people actually start their day with, you know, a hot cup of coffee, and then they have some hot smoke into their lungs, and then, you know, they're rushing to work, and as they're rushing to work, they are listening to some radio, some news, which tells them how many people died today, who's fighting with whom, and they come back to work, and then they have another cup of coffee, right? But when somebody comes into the temple, and they smell the incense sticks, you know, incense is very hard. Sometimes people don't smell it for lifetimes. Somebody who comes in and you know, smells the incense, has some charnamrit, smells the tulsi leaf, the flower, gets sandalwood paste on their foreheads. It's a very sensual experience, right? We've all experienced this. And we, we should feel that we are very lucky that somehow or the other, some by some good fortune, we have come to this Krishna consciousness platform. And anyone who actually takes wholeheartedly to this process, can understand that it's getting passed down by Mahaprabhu, by the Parampara. So what Parampara means is that this knowledge is eternal. It is not something which I'm speaking today or somebody else spoke about it yesterday, but this is something which Krishna spoke and it's being passed down in Parampara. And that's the most important thing. And, you know, when we actually sang the Mangala Charan prayers, we're actually remembering our parampara. All the way up, you know, from our Acharya, who is Srila Prabhupada, his spiritual master, who is Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, all the way up to Mahaprabhu and Radha Krishna. So that's the most important part, that this knowledge is coming down in parampara. And anyone who actually is taking this process, they can understand what is our meaning of life. What is the, the real meaning of the human life and then when we actually get the process, we can also, through the process, we can actually make our lifetime successful. So if we actually go to the purport, the first line of the purport, the purport is what Srila Prabhupada is explaining about this verse. And he says, there are 8.4 billion species of, hu- of living beings beginning from the highest intellectual being Brahma. So Brahma is the person who actually creates this material uh, material world. So he was the first born, and then from him, he, he actually creates uh, these 14 planetary systems. And he keeps doing this every day. So every morning he wakes up, and he does this whole process of creation. And when he sleeps at night, there is inhalation, partial inhalation, he wakes up again in the morning and again he starts this work. And it reminds me of how my kids, you know, like my kids sleep and then me and my wife, we're cleaning up the house and then they wake up and they're like, okay, we again have to do all our work again. <laughs> right? So same way Lord Brahma is 
doing this every day. And from this line, it also reminds us of this verse from the Brahma Samhita. So Lord Brahma is actually praying to Lord Krishna that, you know, from Indra all the way to Indra Gopa, everybody is struggling in this material world, right? So Indra is the most powerful demigod and Indra Gopa is the tiniest of the tiniest living being. And all of us are struggling in this material world. And only by devotional service can we come out from this material suffering. And then in the second line, Srila Prabhupada is saying that the gross material body is based on the conditions of the subtle mind. The the gross material body. So what we have right now, this is the gross material body, is based on the conditions of the subtle mind. And the mind is something which travels with us from body to body. So we can we give up our gross body, but what is in our mind, subtle mind, that carries. And that's the desires what we have. And the senses are then created. All the senses, right? Eyes, ears, nose. Those senses are created according to the desire of the living being. So, actually there's a very nice verse in the Bhagavad Gita. So let's, let's try to read that. Uh, so it's Bhagavad Gita... 15.8. If you all have it on your phones, you can follow along. So, chapter 15, the Yoga of the Supreme Person, text number 8. And here, Krishna is actually speaking. So, Bhagavad Gita is the song of Krishna, and Krishna is actually speaking this to his most dear friend, Arjuna, on the battlefield. And the reason why he speaks to to Arjuna is that he says that this knowledge was disconnected and I've come back here to reestablish this knowledge. Uh, and the reason why I'm speaking it to you is because you're my most dear friend and um, most dear friend and you're my devotee. So this is what he's saying. He's saying the living entity in the material world carries his different conceptions of life from one body to another. Similar to the air which carries aromas. Thus he takes one kind of body and again quits it to take another. So the purpose is, here the living entity is described as Ishvara, the controller of his own body. So we are all Jiva Atmas, we are controller of our own bodies. If he likes, he can change his body to a higher grade. And if he likes, he can move to a lower grade. Minute independence is there. The The change his body undergoes depends upon him. At the time of death, the consciousness he has created will carry him on to the next type of body. If he has made his consciousness like that of a cat or a dog, he is sure to change to a cat's or a dog's body. And if he has fixed his consciousness on godly qualities he will change into the form of a demigod. And if he is in Krishna consciousness, he will be transferred to Krishna Loka in the spiritual world and will associate with Krishna. It is a false claim that after the inhalation of this body, everything is finished. The individual soul is transmigrating from one body to another and his present body and present activities are the background of his next body. So this is like preparation for us for our next body. One gets a different body according to karma and he has to quit this body in due course. It is stated here that the subtle body which carries the conception of the next body develops another body in the next life. This process of transmigration from one body to another and struggling while in the body is called karshati or struggling for existence. And then in the next verse, Krishna says that the living entity thus taking another gross body obtains a certain type of ear, eye, nose, tongue, sense of touch, which are grouped about the mind. So based very similar to what Srila Prabhupada is saying here. So he thus enjoys a particular set of sense objects. Uh, 15.10 The foolish cannot understand how a living entity can quit his body 
nor can they understand what sort of body he enjoys under the spells of the modes of nature. But one whose eyes are trained in knowledge can see all this. So, it's very clearly explained in this second line, Srila Prabhupada is explaining that the gross material body is based on the conditions of the subtle mind and the senses are created according to the desire of the living being. So this process, you know, just imagine, right? Somebody sleeps as a man and then you wake up as a dog, right? It's, it's like a dream, like we are right now in a dreamland, right? We are sleeping as a man and then we wake up as a dog. But how this living entity's future is determined is by the higher authority. But, so we don't have a choice of our next body. But, we have a choice on the activities we perform in this life. And we are accountable in this life for our activities. So devotees who are attached to Krishna consciousness, Krishna conscious activities, they become attached to Krishna. And Srila Prabhupada has actually given us a very, very nice program in the morning. You know, every morning we start our program at 4.30 in the morning. Uh, our Pujari who actually comes to wake up the deities comes in very, very early. Sometimes, you know, 2.30, sometimes 3. They wake up the deities. There's an offering. So, you know, and then devotees who come here from Mangalarti at 4.30... The curtains open, we welcome, greet the deities in the morning. And then we have, you know, Narshinga Arati, we have Tulsi Arati, and then we have a Japa, right? Japa for about an hour and a half. And then you were there when they actually opened the curtains at 7 o'clock. So you can see that right from the morning, all our senses are connected. They're connected into Krishna consciousness and something where the senses are enjoying you know, they're enjoying, but they're dovetailed into Krishna consciousness. So then, as we start becoming attached to Krishna, you know, we start getting that taste, we start getting that higher taste, and then we understand that due to the bad intelligence, till today, we've been serving our bad masters. And then the devotees realize that their real fortune is actually to serve Krishna. And then they take to the devotional practice very, very seriously. So when someone takes to this process of Krishna consciousness, they feel exhilarated. They feel alive. They understand that this life is eternal. Just imagine, right? Like till today, everybody's thinking, what, what's going to happen? You know, I'm going to die. This life is temporary. But when we actually understand that, you know, we are not this body, we are the soul. Isn't that amazing? That, you know, we are eternal. We are eternal beings. You know, it's sense of exhilaration and people feel excitement that yes you know i'm i'm an eternal being very well you know, we are eternal beings we are all eternal beings and we don't have to associate with this body but when we start associating with the body that's when we feel everything is temporary and then that's our dream so the devotee when they start understanding, getting that taste, then they want to get more and more service. They want more and more service. But our body is like a shell. It's like a limited shell. Right? Imagine, right? Yesterday we had three programs in North North Dallas. And we wanted to be in every program. But you can't go because of this body. But when the devotee starts having having that desire that I want to have more service, I want to serve Krishna more and more, what's, going to, what's Krishna going to do? Krishna is going to try to fulfill that desire. And how does he fulfill that desire? By somehow having, you know, when we start getting that taste, when we leave this body, we'll have a spiritual body. And that's when it becomes, you know, we are able to actually serve Krishna in many ways. So devotees are actually leaning into that sound, that sound of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. That is the sound of eternity and that resonates within our souls. And that sound, when we get that taste, it haunts us in a good way. You know, billions, for example, in the material world, people are running behind money, right? They get some money, 
But they're not satisfied. They want more money. You know, His Grace Nityanand Prabhu gives us this example of the most, the world's richest man, Bill Gates, for example, right? He's still looking for more money, right? We're not satisfied. And that's the nature for everyone. We're all not satisfied. We're all hankering for some more, a little more. And then when we compare that to us, you know, like, not us, our devotees, right? Devotees who are getting a taste. They want to actually, they say, you know, they say that this, these two ears are not enough for me to hear the holy name. I want to have billions of ears. I want to have billions of tongues to be chanting this holy name. And that is getting a higher taste. And that is the desire, right? Now they're getting a desire for having more service. I want to have more ears. I want to have more tongues. So I'm able to hear this holy name. Because I'm getting that taste. And Krishna is actually observing our subtle taste. Our subtle desires. Krishna is in our in each and every heart. And he is observing everyone and their desires. And then Krishna outfits us with a spiritual body based on our desire. You know, uh, we were in India and we just, when we just landed, we heard this really screaming sound. And then when we looked out the window, we saw these pigs. And somebody was actually picking up this pig and taking him, I don't know where, but, you know. And when I looked down, I saw more pigs and all their snouts were in the ground. And they were, they were having that desire. They were enjoying that. You know, they were just having stool, right? And they were enjoying it. And somebody who's trying to take them out, he was like, no, no, no. I want that. This is my desire. And Krishna outfitted that person with that snout. They say that 75% of the time, the pig is in, you know, just, just smelling something. And that's the desire, Right? But when a devotee, the devotee's desire is, well, my nose just needs to be in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Right? And when we actually have that desire for unlimited service, then Krishna awards us based on our desires. So it's very important for us to actually, you know, change our desires. Because just with our desires, Krishna is going to fulfill that. So let's go to the third line of the purport. So now Krishna is saying that the Lord as Paramatma helps the living beings to get material happiness because the living being is helpless. We are helpless in all respects, material or spiritual, in obtaining what he desires. He proposes and Lord disposes. So it's actually very sad, right? This line actually is very sad that people have the wrong desires and just like a loving father He's trying to help them to get this material happiness. So, when a person is completely blind to the absolute truth, but listens to the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, you know, there's a magic. You know, like when we go on Hari Nam, uh, Nitai Prabhu might, you know, he's experienced that. When you go on Hari Nam, people hear it. You know, imagine, you know, somebody just going down the road, just going about their business, uh, maybe going going for for dinner, right? And then they magically hear, hear the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, and suddenly they're awakened. You know, they're like, "What is this transcendental sound? What what is this beautiful sound I'm hearing?" And they actually want to then understand, and it's pleasing, right? And then they start to go deeper and deeper into that knowledge. So Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita says that Paramatma, who is in the heart, he is involved. He is witnessing everything. And then in the next line, Srila Prabhupada is saying that the living beings, uh, so in the Bhagavad Gita, the living beings are varieties of bodies and have been claimed by the Lord as his sons. The suffering and enjoyment of the sons are indirectly the sufferings and enjoyments of the father. Still the father is not in any way affected directly by the suffering and enjoyment of the sons. He is so kind that he constantly remains with the living being as Paramatma and always tries to convert the living being towards the real happiness. So, 
from here we actually understand that Krishna is just facilitating our free will. So he doesn't want to force us to come back to him, but he gives you the free will. Okay, you want to enjoy? I will try to make it happen. But please try to understand that this is temporary enjoyment. The real happiness is to come back home. And he's just waiting. He's, you know, like when we actually, you know, we have gone away from him and he's, he's, he's hurting. He's like, where are my sons? I want all my sons to come back. So, so this is basically, uh, you know, the most important part that the super soul is entering into the bodies of the created beings and we are influenced by the modes of the material nature. But if somehow we are connected to the devotional practice and we take this process seriously, we can change our desires and then Krishna will award us based on our desires. So we'll stop here and we will go from left to right to hear my left (laughs) and we will hear something which stuck to you which you could share as a reflection. Hare Krishna. So... Um, I was reading here in the purport, as fire is kindled from wood by another fire, the divine consciousness of man can be similarly kindled by another divine grace. So Srila Prabhupada is, is alluding here that there is a disciplic succession after him. That that gave me so much joy to read that. And then the next sentence, the His divine grace, the spiritual master, can kindle the spiritual fire from the wood-like living entity by imparting proper spiritual messages injected through the receptive ear. Therefore, one is required to approach the proper spiritual master with receptive ears only. I like how he said that. With receptive ears only. Not challenging ears, receptive ears. And so, so many times when I'm in class, I notice that I'm challenging, constantly challenging in my mind. And then I realize, give it up, surrender. And as soon as I surrender, I can actually hear. <laughs> very anyway, nice I just point. wanted to share that. It's a very nice point. You know, I was actually reading this last week, yeah. the difference between hearing and listening. Yeah. And what the author was saying was hearing is where you're just trying to process some some noise. And listening is when you're actively trying to hear, process, without challenging, like you said. Yes, and like you said in your class, you delineated very carefully the difference between an animal and a human. And therefore, one is required to approach does this say here? Oh, yeah. The, a human being can hear properly, whereas an animal cannot. How many times in the Veda base does Srila Prabhupada delineate that? Yeah. You can't be, you can't be like, you have to understand the difference between an animal and a human. First you come to the human platform, then you can become transcendental. And that's just the grace of the Vaishnavas. And I, I agree. It's, it's so sad to see around that, you know, people, even though they have this this human form of life, this gift, that they're just wasting it away. And that is where the mood of compassion comes in, where we need to go out there we need to share this message. We need to share this knowledge. We need to share what we are feeling with everyone. And, you know, Srila Prabhupada has made it so easy for us to actually go and share. He says that, you know, we might go there and preach for five minutes, but when you give somebody a book, you know, a book is like like a whole box, you know, a whole box of gifts. 
And, you know, and it's so important. It's so important for us to just go out, speak to somebody, and share what we have. So, thank you. Here, it doesn't count if you don't speak in the mic. (laughs) I just went to my dentist about 10 days ago, and he's a very highly professional gentleman in Oakland, and um, super high class office and the whole thing. And before he started my um, treatment, I handed him the book. I brought you a gift. And he just sat, stood there and stared at it. And he asked some questions. He said, is this a Guru Maharaji? Is this a Sufi? Is this this or that or th- that or this? And I said, no, no. And he said, and who is this gentleman? I said, Prabhu, say Prabhu. And he said, Prabhu. I said, Pod. Prabhu Pod. And he said it. And right. I said, he's uh, the master at whose lotus feet all masters sit. And you will derive great joy reading this. And that's all I said. And he just, I could tell he was itching to get to that book you know, it's, it's, through the whole treatment. You know, it, It's like a time bomb now. Yeah. It's just waiting to explode. <laughs> Take it everywhere you go. Take books with you, and Nityananda Chandra will give you a deal. <laughs> or the book person. I'm not sure who's the book person now, but I can help. Yeah. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Thank you so much for the wonderful class. And um, uh, as you've said, like I've had a lot of experience with sharing Kirtan, the holy name especially in China and Southeast Asia. And I would travel with my spiritual master and we would go to yoga studios and we would call it Kirtan Yoga, like this. And um, in China especially, um, they have developed so much in their economical you know, life and, and they have so many buildings, they have so many possessions, they have so much wealth. Uh, in the past years, it's just they've grown so much. But people are still hankering for something. They're not, like you said, they're not satisfied. They get all these possessions, material possessions, but they're not satisfied. So when we do this kirtan, they really dive into it. We teach them the holy name. We teach them the meaning and how to chant. And sometimes they would just cry. And, you know, it's just, and after that, uh, my, my spiritual master would ask them for their experiences and we would hear far out things. And, um, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, material possessions and things like that can't really satisfy the desires of the soul. And for sure the whole name can, can give that. Very nice. Hare Krishna. I, I had a very similar experience. Uh, you know, last year I was in Hong Kong and we went out for Harinam in the streets. And it was my first time in Hong Kong. And it was very interesting to see that, you know, everybody was so busy shopping. Like, everybody was so busy just just running, running, running. And as soon as our Harinam party went through, people stopped. They, they took a moment. They were like, what? You know, such beautiful, what is this transcendental sound? Exactly. And... Just to see how people transform is the best feeling ever. So, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, bro. Thank you for the wonderful class. Um, I, th- I think this is my first class that I've been uh, with when you are the speaker. So Sorry you have to go through it. No, no, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, I, I feel that I've missed out on a lot. Um... So I was just reflecting on the, um, you know, progression of a devotee from when he said someone comes and then um, hear the Maha Mantra, the chanting, and then slowly um, the the senses are engaged and, sorry. Um, senses are engaged in... Um, service and and more and more the desires change and, and Krishna 
um, fulfills that desires, those desires. And I was reflecting on instances in the past in my own life where I have, uh, my, I had to have made some decisions that, you know, it's like, okay, you know, I should move towards Krishna. So I, this doesn't make sense from a material perspective. <laughs> but from a devotee's perspective, this, this decision is like the best thing to do. And then right after making those decisions, it's been like almost magical that everything just worked out like perfectly. Um, just like, so I, I, I used to think of those things as like having a compass and then so compass always points north. So the compass of life should always point to, you know, what's best for my devotional service and how can I increase my service or get deeper in my practice, right? So I was thinking of that and how, you know, it's it's kind of scary. It's kind of like, okay, sometimes, you know, am I pointing... Right is my compass aligned with you know what I want it to be? What if it's not? You know, what if I? It's kind of scary to to think um, like that. But but thankfully, devotees such as yourself and more advanced than me, they are here to guide me in in those uh, instances. So I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've I've heard this uh, where they say that. Every, so we've all gone through lots of experiences in our life, correct? And Krishna puts us in those experiences for us to learn from our, our circumstances. Everybody needs to learn something. And Krishna puts us in those circumstances for us to learn so we can get closer to Him. And the only way for us is not to go around those difficulties because those difficulties will come to us sometime again if we go around it. The only way for us to go through it is just to go through it. And when you go through it, that's when you actually understand and it makes you a better person. So, thank you, Prabhu. Thank you, Krishna. And we'd like to welcome Arnold. He's been coming in the evening. This is his first time here. So, Hare Krishna. Arnold. Arnold. Yes. <laughs> um, thank you. Hare, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Um, I'm from Chile. And I've been living here four years. Um, I was telling him, actually, you was one of the first that I met here. here. I started coming here since last week. Uh, it's already, this is the third time, but this is the first time in the morning. I tried to come in 4.30, but then, <laughs> like the life, just two, 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 two. So I finished my task in the morning, and then I said, okay, now I can come. But, um, yeah, I was telling him that um, uh, I started meditating and searching since I was 10 years old. Um, uh, I grew up like Catholic. So for me, all of that for me was not making sense. And so I started studying religions from all of the religions. And then I started trying to find the oldest religion, the oldest words, and the oldest everything, the origin of everything. So I was crazy all that time trying to find the answer for what's going on and the coincidence and, and then all of this. So... Uh, I've been uh, kind of flying all this time. I've been very uh, having a progress in my life always spiritually. But at the same time, and physically, I've been having some very hard experience. And very physically, uh, today the life brings me to be a jeweler. And it's a really opposite to who I am. Really, I am like, you know, like a soul. And I'm really conscious about that. And today I have these this two two lines, cross line, where I have my world, my physical world, where I have to be kind of fake because people don't like to hear 
about the soul, the energies, and the music, and all of this. So, uh, the thing is, um, with all of this progress that I've been doing with the meditation, uh, one of these days driving, I uh, was uh, listening, and then came the Hare Krishna song in, in the car, and I said, wow, it really hit me, really strong. And I said, what is this? I didn't so know. This was, this was on the radio you heard? Yeah, I was in automatic, um, playlist. Oh, I see. Because okay. I, I, I used to hear music from India. Uh, I don't remember what was it. I think maybe it was the Krishna. I don't know. Maybe I didn't even know it. And I just like it. But now I hear this one and it was like, wow. And then I hear another one. It was like, wow. And and then uh, like three weeks ago, I got on a, a extremely wow experience meditating, and changed everything, all my life. Literally, like three weeks ago, and put it together with this music and the knowledge, and uh, meditation and all the things that I have in my my mind meditating. Uh, now I feel like I'm kind of flying and lost, and I need this, like the kind of the real knowledge, the the origin of everything. So everything that you said today for me is make absolutely 100% sense. So it's, it's nothing. I mean, it's just, just said, and it just coming to me, and that's it. I, I, I'm not having any filter. It just, boom. Uh, so I'm so glad to be here and thank yeah, you so much are, for sharing all of that. We're we're very happy to have you. And, thank you, and when I'm I saw you in the morning, you know, you look such a spiritual person. You know, your eyes were very peaceful. Yeah. And I I'm, could tell that you know. I'm sorry for being like this. Uh, I'm no, just new. We all, and I we all, we all came here like that, <laughs> and it's all good. You're you're great. And you know the what you said about the Hare Krishna, uh, you know the kirtan, right? You know. This is not an ordinary sound. It's not a sound of the material world. So this sound is transcendental. It's coming from the spiritual world. And sound is something which was the first thing which came into the material world. Our ears are what developed first. So just by hearing that sound, by hearing you sing the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, that goes into your ear, into your heart, and that cleanses your heart. So right now, you know, the soul is, is eternal soul. It's pure. But the soul now has some coverings. It has coverings from all our different past lives, our different desires. And the only way to cleanse that is by the power of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. And as you start cleansing it, you will start seeing more and more. There will be a light. For me, all of that makes sense you know because we we used to say uh you know watch out what you're saying because words are powerful and yeah if you if you really are listening because we have two ears like you say we have two ears so we have to listen and understand more than we talk but when we talk it's powerful yes. because it's not just the word it's the frequencies it's the sound yes. and it's the meaning coming together with that is it doesn't matter the language Yes. It's the intention that you're talking. And the people don't understand that. And those are kind of little things sometimes trying to explain to my around that, like you say, all these, I'm with all these rich people and they are blind. They think they, they're talking about donations and doing this and the other. But in the end, it's like, huh, okay, but what about your life and yourself? I mean, they feel happy and everything when they do it. But in the end, these people are not 100% happy. They give still them, Give them a book. Give them a book. Give them some prashadam. You know, you know what prashadam is? Mm-mm. So prashadam is uh, sanctified food. You know, so here we don't say that you have to curb your senses. You know, we have these desires. We're not saying that you need to curb your senses. But whatever your desires are, you need to dovetail that into Krishna's service. So we, we eat. We don't say don't eat. No. We have some of the best food, you know, oh, yeah. in the Hare Krishnas. We're known as the food <laughs> movement, right? 
the kitchen the kitchen religion there you go thank oh, yeah, you it's, it's nice. called the kitchen religion right and what we do is we say that this is an offering for krishna and we are having the remnants we are honoring the remnants so that that food what you're eating now has so much power right so that is something which you can share with them you know and yeah. nobody says no for some food yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah. very nice and stick with these devotees you know nitai prabhu behind you you know they can connect you with some really good hari krishna melodies <laughs> which you can always hear you have to keep the vibration going so thank you arun thank you we we'll go to sakshi prabhu I don't have much of a reflection but uh something that stuck with me is when you said uh that the subtle mind sticks with us through through our bodies that's something I I never heard before and uh I was wondering does the mind the subtle mind also go with you when you go back to the spiritual world no so wondering if yeah at that time um you know that that just remains and then when you have your spiritual body you know that that goes away Yes, yes, please. Yes. Hold, hold on, here comes the mic. We have we have devotees listening online, so. And in pursuance to Shakshi Gopal's inquiry comment, um, the individuality of the soul, the desires, and that subtle body, it actually becomes pure. Pure. And that. that subtle body and it's such a ananda nature goes with you to the spiritual world so you don't lose your ego but your real ego is revealed that's what happens is that okay yes okay <laughs> so instead of your false ego you have your real ego which is i'm an eternal spirit soul i have a relationship with krishna and i'm the eternal servant thank you for thank you for everybody else's reflection it's very nice hari krishna hari krishna i just wanted to encourage arnold to keep coming and then just always remember the enthusiasm and motivation you have now so that yes. you can think back <laughs> to the excitement of the initial the initial honeymoon and can keep that honeymoon going forever Hi Paul. Perfect. All right, thank you very much. We'll stop here and now we can all have some prasadam. Hare Krishna. Ki jai. Shila Prabhupad ki jai. Vanchakalpatarubhyascha kripa sindhubhyaivacha patitanam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha. Anantakoti vaishnava vindaki jai.